up to another good, good morning. Time to go. Five Live Podcast. We break down one thought in three to five minutes, sometimes a little longer than five <laughs> minutes as of late. But the last two weeks, we talked about productivity. That's going to be a constant topic on this podcast. Uh, but today, we're going to move a little away from that, and we're going to talk about movement. Uh, a few weeks back, we spoke about morning routine, and obviously, one aspect of morning routine is movement. And what movement looks like to Jesse is totally different to me. And movement is personal. It needs to fit work in the fit within the framework of your personality. And that's what we kind of wanted to shine a light on, not just, hey, movement's important, but really understanding why you have a hard time keeping up with movement or making it an ingrained habit. All right. So when I think about, I've actually been reading this book, it's called Change Your Schedule, Change Your Life. And this is um, a prescriptive book that kind of takes in the, the idea of biorhythms, chronobiology, Ayurveda, and it looks at movement um, and how you can make it make it a personalized journey for yourself. Right. And so in the idea of movement, in Ayurvedic terminology, everybody's bodies are a little bit different and what fuels one person or brings joy when it comes to movement can be completely different for somebody else. And so for me, my movement journey has looked different throughout different stages of my life. And it took me a really long time to kind of zoom out and recognize what is the best type of movement to serve me and my goals, whether that be just to feel good, um, to get energy. I feel like I always come back to, I want to have energy. Um, I used to do those beach body workouts after school, the like, you know, Sean T and my my colleagues at school, we would meet up in one of our classrooms and and do those like 30 minute to 45 minute workouts. And I would dread, you know, the workout. Itself, and I found found that like I was usually complaining about something that would happen either my knees or whatever, but we would do them and suffer through suffer through them. Um, I loved the the social aspect, but I definitely didn't like the, like the wear and tear that it did on my body. And when I talk to my graduate students about movement, one of the things I ask them is, "What is the form of movement that you used to do when you were a child?" Um, and it's really interesting to see the responses that I get because a lot of people are like, you know, they either go towards like the competitive sports where they yeah, like, like the, that feeling, the like the game, yeah. yeah. And so that might be something that you like to do. Maybe join like a, an adult league, right? Or maybe you are doing like a leaderboard with like a spin class or something. That feeling of competition and, mm-hmm. and competing against others is something that helps you thrive in movement. That was not for me, right? So maybe like me, you loved, I loved to dance and I loved gymnastics and I mean, I did play soccer, but I, you know, I loved the the flow and the gracefulness that comes with something where I move my body in kind of like a fluid manner. So it doesn't. So that so that means Jesse signed us up for salsa dancing. No, I did not. But that's actually something I really have been talking about doing recently. That's when I started to really dig deep into yoga. And so for me, yoga became my happy place, and it brought me so much joy yes. and exercise and working out you know, felt a lot less like a chore and more like I get to do this. Um, I, I since have gotten my yoga teaching certificate and I love bringing yoga to students and to, you know, teachers in my grad classes. And I used to teach at a studio pre COVID. Um, and it just feels really good for me. So I guess my challenge is to think about, you know, 
where are you happiest in those in in movement there's a book by kelly mcgonigal called the joy of movement where she actually talks about when you're in that flow there's the there's these um, molecules that are in our muscles that she calls hope molecules and using movement as a form of not just physical health but mental health and when you're in that flow state with what you're doing that's when you hit those benefits um one of the other pieces that i wanted to mention about this book that I thought was super interesting was the importance of moving your body first thing in the morning. So we talked about morning routine and both Brian and I do have a form of movement in that morning routine. Um, the book mentions that if you're thinking it from an Ayurvedic standpoint, when you're sleeping, all of your systems in your body almost become sticky. So like your respiratory system, your digestive system, um, your circulatory system. And when we tap into prana, which is our breath. So if you're doing anything that increases your breath, you almost like taking a toothbrush, brush out those channels and clear them out first thing in the morning yep. so that you have more energy, your metabolism is moving, you're more connected to your breath, which therefore helps with stress reduction and cortisol. And, you know, they even suggest doing it before some types of meditation or mindfulness because you're able to focus more on your breathing. And then that monkey mind is less active after you do something where you're moving your body. So I found a lot of value in that. And it's helped me kind of think back to those intuitive forms of of movement and listening to your body um another resource that i teach about a lot is through the blue zones if you're not familiar yeah. with the blue zones that's um, dan butner's work and you know he studied these areas of the world that have the 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 largest amount of centenarians, so people who have lived to over 100 years old. And something that he found that was consistent between all of these different areas were that people move naturally. Yeah, gardening mm-hmm. or just walking to a friend's house. Mm-hmm. It's a social thing. It's something that like we do when we're a child. Never ever yeah. when you're younger do you think like, oh, I gotta you know go out and, and run my mile or lift all these weights. You just, all day long, I was just joking about our kids and how sometimes they have one speed where they run everywhere. So that movement is just the natural way that they move their body because it feels great. If you've ever tried to like sit too long with a kiddo, they need to get up and they need to stretch and they need to move around. And it's like their body's telling them like, oh, get up and move. And as we get older, we become more sedentary. And then we think that, you know, we put in that hour workout every two days or whatever. And we're like, oh, box checked. So my third challenge is, you know, the first was working out earlier, right? Trying to get that morning and, and flushing out your systems. The other one was finding that movement that gives you joy, that brings yeah. you joy and happiness. Maybe it's something playful, like you're going for a hike this week or, you know, you're um, going to a group class or something that just it feels fun. Um, in fact, this actually reminded me, and this is a squirrel moment, but one of my... Um, <laughs> One of my teachers that I, it was in my grad class, I challenged them to do this. And a couple of her colleagues, they she really loved dancing, so coming yeah. back to dancing. So they started doing country line dancing workouts in her classroom after school. And she reached out to me separately and was like, this was so much fun. And it's the first time that I felt like excited about exercise in so long. She's like, we laugh the whole time. She's like, but I also sweat. And it's like, it's been such a joy for her. And that is such a win for me because that's exactly what I'm asking you to do. And then that third piece is just find ways to move naturally, like go outside and play with your kids Mm -hmm. or, you know, chase, chase them around the, the, and play tag or like freeze tag or some of those games that we used to play when we were younger or go for a walk and just, you know, enjoy nature, maybe out on like a hike or something or, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's how we define movement and how we define exercise. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's so much negative connotation there where 
try something for 30 days of, you know, if you're like, I need to get, you're beating yourself up if you don't go to the gym, Mm -hmm. but maybe it's going for that walk with your significant other or that hike that you actually enjoy. And and then you look forward to the event and then it makes the habit sticky. Mm -hmm. so, So it's almost like, I challenge you to do that for the next 30 days and you're going to do that more often than maybe going to the gym two, three times a week. So if you're going for a hike four or five times a week or whatever that movement activity is, then you're going to reap the rewards of the consistency of it. Mm -hmm. One of the times that I felt the most healthiest in my life, just to reinforce what you just said, was um, I did with one of my girlfriends a 100-day workout challenge. And part of the idea of that was to give yourself permission for it not to be like a high-intensity type workout. So there were days where I knew that every day I had to do something to move my body. And so it took that like mental fatigue of like, am I going to work out? Am I not going to work out? Let me make 65 excuses of why I can't work out because I knew I had to do something and so I found creative ways to move I would I would count like going for a walk into town to grab a coffee I would count like doing some gentle stretches as you know right before the kids go to bed and I would count these things that because I knew that I had to move I got really creative about what that looks like and so it was just something that was that might be of interest to you, like that 30 days that Bryce talking about. Yeah, exactly. And the one thing that's uh, beautiful or drew us to working together on three by five life project is how similar we are, but how different we are. So movement looks very different to me. <laughs> so on next week episode, we're going to dive into what movement means to me, uh, the things I tap into, what drives me to move, mm-hmm. uh, which looks different to Jesse and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we hope you enjoyed this podcast and got a few nuggets out of it. So. We'd love for you to interact with us on the community page and maybe offering some ideas around what were those types of movements that you loved as a child and how have you brought that into your adult world of movement and exercise? And if you haven't, what are some ways that maybe you can connect those two together? Yeah, exactly. And also on the private community page, we're starting to do a fry yay hard share. <laughs> so we're trying to encourage people to share like the win for the week or their favorite card for the week where they felt like they were in flow. And not only it's, it's neat to celebrate together, but also just to kind of see how people are using the card. Mm-hmm. So it's been fun. We just started that last week. So uh, if you haven't joined the community, please do. All right. I hope you have a great week. Hello world, wake me up to another go.